Not only the days, but life itself lengthens in summer. I would spread abroad my arms and gather more of it to me, could I do so. From Richard Jeffries, the English naturalist, 1848 to 1887. Good morning, everyone. I'm Rob McCall. This is the Awanaju Almanac, a collection of natural and unnatural events, rank opinion, and wild speculation devoted to feeling at home in nature and breaking down the wall of hostility between us and the rest of creation. And Awanaju is an Algonquian word meaning small, misty mountain. And this is the Almanac for August 12th to 19th, 2005, still the last quarter of the Sturgeon Moon. For as far as the calendar events are concerned, um, on the 11th, the dog days of summer end, and we start to feel a little bit more as though fall is coming closer. Um, on uh, the 14th is the anniversary of the big blackout over parts of North America in 2003. And the 15th, the Emperor Napoleon Bonaparte was born 1769. Well, here's some natural events for this quarter moon. <clears throat> Walking across the multi-lithic beach at our Cobbscook Bay Field Station this past week, we came upon a large charred circle of slate gravel below the high tide line. At its center were blackened rocks, cracked and crazed by great heat. And around this was a larger circle of ashen gray gravel, and around that was a third ring of rust to pale orange scorched shale that faded off into the shiny slate gray of the unburned beach. <clears throat> this was the site of a huge brush and driftwood fire we built here two weeks ago. Well, the ash and the charred wood from that conflagration had been washed away by the tides, leaving only this circular image of intense heat. It looked a little bit like an Andy Goldsworthy construction, or more ominously, the destruction of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, as we saw last week in the news maps of that day 60 years ago, when we became the only nation so far to use nuclear weapons against civilians. <clears throat> Meanwhile, here we're feeling the real heat of an old-fashioned summer as it well, fades a little, like the endless summers of childhood sliding so slowly away around mid-August on uh, sinister notices of back-to-school bargains at the 5 and 10 with sales on pencils, notebooks, and lunch boxes. The heat and the humidity of the past several weeks with the occasional steamy thunder showers on simmering stones and streets have finally warmed us like a summer sauna driving out the accumulated chill of winter's past and draping the distant ridges and hills in a warm fog until they seem so soft and far off. The last lone crystal of ice has melted from the marrow of our bones and we were all warmed through. The water of the ponds feels a little bit like a bath and even the ocean water has less startling chill as it stings with salt every cut or scrape on the skin. We slow down, we swelter, and we love it. The Field and Forest Report, the black-eyed Susies are showing their faces sunward in orange swards in the fields. Queen Anne's Lace adds its delicate decoration. 
Shocking pink fireweed is blooming all the way to the point of its steepled stalks and putting out its thin red seed pods below. Raspberries squish soft and sweet on the tongue, leaving seeds between the teeth to be teased out and eaten at our ease. Blackberries bulge, and on the blueberry barrens, rakers labor away, swinging their tines behind lines of white twine. Apples are sizing up, and like us, they're showing some red on their sunny shoulders. In the morning, dewy gossamer webs of Agelina nevia are spread out over the stubble now that the haying and mowing are nearly done. The saltwater report just below the surface, mackerel are fleeting and flashing silver flanks to the sun. Mackerel fishers line the docks and breakwaters, casting again and again. The gulls, terns, and cormorants throw back their heads as their catch slides slick down their throats. Sandpipers and yellow legs strut along the shores, raising their feet as off a hot sidewalk, and then fly off all piping together in squadrons, skimming over the waves. Sweet, hot, moist summer. Wondrous summer. Uh, for the Critters of the Week this week, the Time magazine this week, uh, well, yeah, this week reports, though only a decade ago scientists were arguing over whether animals had feelings, researchers at the University of Colorado and UCLA are now declaring that the argument is pretty much over. Animal emotion is now accepted as mainstream biology. To quote, Dogs, chimps, hyenas, monkeys, dolphins, birds, and even rats possess not just raw emotions, but also envy, empathy, altruism, and a sense of fairness. Unquote. Hey, Rover, did you hear that? Yep. Now here's a seed pod for you to carry around with you this week. From Edward Abbey. Desert Solitaire. It's a foolish, simple-minded rationalism which denies emotion to animals. It seems to me possible, even probable, that many of the non-human, undomesticated animals experience emotions unknown to us. What do the coyotes mean when they yodel at the moon? What are the dolphins trying so patiently to tell us? Well, that's the almanac for this quarter moon, but don't take it from us. Go out and see for yourself. <laughs>